Welcome to another episode of Energy Talks. I'm journalist Markham Hislop. This podcast is all about interesting conversations with energy and climate experts from around the world. And don't forget to follow us on social media, on Twitter, at E-N-E-R-G-I Media, and my personal handle, at PoliticalHam, on Facebook, facebook.com slash energymedia. Energy.media is our website, where you'll find Markham and Energy columns, news stories and op-eds, and the Energy Student Resources Portal, a wiki-style collection of our work that's free for high school teachers and university professors to use in their classrooms. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. This is the third interview in a series of four interviews with Brian Livingston, who's an executive fellow with the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. He's written uh, a four-part intelligent memo for C.D. Howe on Canadian emissions. So I'm going to talk to him about that. Welcome to the interview, Brian. Nice to be here, uh, Markham. Now, this is, we've done oil and gas, we've done transportation. This one is all about buildings. Uh, and can you give us maybe just a brief overview of your analysis here, please? Happy to. Buildings uh, comprise about 91 million megatons, million tons of emissions, which is give or take about, oh, say 10, 12% of total Canadian emissions. And they're broken into three categories. Uh, one is residential buildings, the ones that we live in, whether they be semi-detached, detached, or condo and apartments, or even mobile homes. Uh, there's about 43 million tons for that. There's 33 million tons for commercial buildings, the office buildings, the schools, the hospitals, things like that. And there's 15 million tons for res for industrial buildings. So those are things like steel mills and uh, car manufacturing plants and things like that. You total that up, and that means today as we speak, there's about the 91 million. The target that the uh, government has set to reduce by 2030 is about 53 million tons. So you can see that's about a 40% reduction. And the assumption here is that heat pumps will replace a lot of the natural gas and heating oil that's used across the country. And I'm particularly interested in this because in last spring, we replaced our natural gas furnace with a heat pump. And uh, two observations, one in our climate on Vancouver Island, which is more temperate than say the prairies in even Eastern Canada, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, we air conditioning in the summer, uh, heat in the winter. It's comfortable. It's it's quite economic, and uh, but it wasn't cheap either. That's the second one. Is is you know we had to increase the uh, electrical supply to our house. That was about four thousand dollars. We ran into some other issues, and it probably came in at about fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars at the end of the day. And I I wonder, uh, you know, we're doing it about twenty thousand heat pump installations per year in Canada, cost is the upfront cost is, has got to be an explanation for why that number is so low. Yes, and the government has tried to several things. They have a $5,000, what they call green housing grant for people who want to put a heat pump into their, uh, their uh, building. Uh, the way I look at it, uh, retrofits are more difficult uh, than new builds. Uh, it's easier to put a heat pump into a newly built uh, unit than it is to put it into a, a retrofit. And they've also had uh, programs for commercial buildings, which form a significant portion of emissions as well, uh, to put a 30% investment tax credit. And I think that was, if I recall, the last budget in November of this past year. And that's to encourage commercial and industrial buildings to put heat pumps in. But you're right, the capacity 
uh, for heat pumps is is the amount of heat pumps they need is just immense. A colleague of mine, Charles Deland at the uh, CD Howe Institute said, you know, you're going to need to do, and Pembina Institute has, has done this uh, as well, you're going to need to put in 600,000 heat pumps a year uh, in order to uh, convert the residential buildings and uh, further a huge amount to convert commercial buildings. And given we've only had 20,000 per year historically, and it's that's in my presentation, that's a huge, huge change to get people to make the change that you've described, not to mention that it does cost money, not only for the heat pump itself, but also for the electrical wiring and installation. You've got to pay the trades to come in and you know, they probably took two or three days if I could uh, suggest Markham or, or guess Markham to to do it in your house. Now, you're you're somebody who's done it. And to be candid, uh, Vancouver Island, the climate is perfect for heat pumps because it's not that cold. It's a little bit different if you're in Kelowna or Timmins or someplace where it goes to minus 30 Celsius because heat pumps, and this is the engineer in me talking, uh, heat pumps lose their efficiency the more uh, the colder it is outside. It takes more energy to pump the heat from the outside cold environment into the inside warmer environment of your house. Indeed. And I've, I've done an interview with NRCAN, uh, National Resources of Canada uh, scientists. Uh, there are generations of cold weather heat pumps coming, but this is still fairly new technology and it's not common in, in Canada yet by any stretch. Now, so we've got 600,000 heat pumps that uh, need to be installed to get to the climate targets in 2030, only 20,000. So that there's a problem with supply of heat pumps and this jibes with what we found in the spring uh we you know called up various contractors to get uh, quotes and many of them were six to 12 months just to get the heat pumps and you know right. they were some came from japan some came from china we found a a, a company that sourced uh, an american uh a firm that makes them so we we managed to get them in a timely fashion but just Getting heat pumps to supply the 20,000 a year seems to be a problem. Gearing up and finding, you know, 580,000 more heat pumps in a year seems like a very uh, difficult task. Well, you know, if you go back to the session we did on electric vehicles, the, uh, the analogy is very clear in two ways. First, we've got a supply issue. What you're describing is there's a supply issue. I mean, whether or not we can get people to, to demand and be ready to put uh, heat pumps into their existing buildings we have a supply issue as whether we can build them. The second one is we have a fleet of about 10 million buildings, 10 million residential units, both uh, houses and condominium units and apartments that are still heated by natural gas or heating oil, a little bit of wood as well. And so to get all those people to convert will take time and it'll take time to turn over the fleet in the same way it takes time to turn over the fleet of electric vehicles. Right. And uh, the eight, six million that are heated by electricity, they're using resistance heat. Um, the same problems apply. You still have the, the capital costs. You've got to renovate those houses and install the heat pumps. Now, what about new construction? You're assuming that there are 250,000 new homes every year. And your point is that we can barely make enough heat pumps and get them supplied to service the new construction that's coming on, onto the market. Never mind doing the retrofits. Exactly. Uh, I believe the city of Vancouver has said that any houses, residential units built after 2022 uh, cannot be heated by natural gas or home heat oil. They have to be heated by, by heat pumps. Now, I believe, and I'm going from memory here, that's about 1,000 new units in Vancouver a year. 
a thousand you can do. I mean, it's just like ZEV mandates for cars. You can put uh, the equivalent mandates for houses, for new houses, but you still need 250,000 across the country in order to make all those new builds uh, to be to use heat pumps. Building codes, which is what you're talking about, if you're talking about putting requiring uh, heat pumps in buildings, are provincial matters. As the lawyer in me says, constitutionally, those are, that's a provincial matter, not a federal matter. The feds can put out, as they have, and say, look, we'll give you 5,000 bucks if you convert to a heat pump, just like you have, but they cannot mandate uh, building codes because those are provincial matters. So the feds are trying, as I understand it, to get a national type building code in the same way they almost do it for healthcare, where they have kind of certain parameters that have to be in healthcare, where they say we should have certain parameters that be in building codes as well. How far along that's come, you'd have to ask them. They're trying, but they've got a very steep hill to climb. And my paper goes through and does the numbers. It, it calculates how many buildings there are. It goes into the NRCAN data. I had to do a lot of research to get how many buildings there are and how much commercial real estate there is and makes a realistic assessment of how many heat pumps will go in in the next eight years between now and 2030. I actually assumed uh, an increase of 25% because of the incentives I described, the 5,000 bucks per person for, for houses and condos and also the ITC for investment tax credit for commercial. And I still said, you only get to about 230,000 heat pumps per year in the year 2030. And that's going from 20,000, as you just said now. So even with all that work, you're still gonna come short of how many of your target that the federal government, and just to give some specific numbers, in for residential units, the target was about uh, 25 million tons down from the uh, 43. My calculations are looking like this because I've got it written down. My calculation is they're only going to get down to about 42. They're, they're, they're going to hardly decrease at all. And that's even assuming that, that buildings like residential buildings become better because people have better uh, seals in, in their windows and they have better insulations and so on. For commercial, uh, it's going to go from 35 to 33, and that was versus the target of 18. And for industrial, it'll go from 15 to 13 versus the target of 10. You total all that up, total all those numbers up. The bottom line is the 91 million, instead of going to the target of 53, is only going to go to the, to a forecast of 86. So you're going to have a shortfall there. And, and again, all these numbers, there are charts that I have in my presentation that's on the CDHow website. Yes, and for viewers and listeners, uh, we'll be linking to uh, that presentation in both the YouTube description and in the uh, podcast show notes, so you can find the link there and check it out if you'd like to look at the issue in, in more detail. Now, uh, one of the points that you make is that in 2030, uh, heat pumps are only going to heat about 7% of the 750 million square meters of commercial space. Correct. It's a very that's a very very small percentage. One of the things I've I've run across in the United States, you see it a little bit in Canada, but more in the U.S. on on public buildings, commercial buildings, and that is energy as a service. And so the let's say that you're a school board that has uh, ten schools. The the company comes in, it does an, an an energy audit. It comes back to you with a with a, a plan, and it says we're going to. Uh, retrofit your schools to make them more energy efficient. We're going to put in heat pumps. We're going to put in solar panels. And then we'll pay the capital cost and we'll get paid back on that and make money on the saving on your energy savings. So it, it doesn't cost the uh, school board uh, anything extra, maybe a little bit extra, but it seems to be a fairly efficient model. 
And I wonder, Brian, you know, what you think of some of those innovative models like energy as a service to speed up the adoption of heat pumps and get the, you know, maybe meet the 2030 targets or at least get a lot closer to them. Well, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in this country. Uh, you've described uh, a need. I'm actually doing a seminar on entrepreneurs for the university of uh, law school I went to. And uh, the mantra I always say is find a need and fill it. And you're in essence saying, maybe there's a need out there that schools have that say, look, we don't really have a lot of money to put in for new capital investment. If you'll do the capital investment and take the money back in the savings, uh, and that's how you, the entrepreneur, will uh, find the economic opportunity to put in heat pumps and so on in our, our school, then we'll uh, let you come in and do our school. That's a, that's a good observation. Uh, if I were... Uh, you know, if I were in the uh, environment ministry, either federally or provincially, I would uh, listen to you. And then I would go out and try to find people who do this. And then I would try to get those people together with all the commercial buildings, whether they be schools, hospitals, office buildings, warehouses, which is what uh, commercial buildings are. Brian, any uh, final observations on emissions from buildings in Canada? Uh, I, I guess I have one question is, what are the odds that we actually miss the target by even more than your estimates. I mean, you've been I, I, fair to say that in some cases you've been fairly generous with your assumptions about how much heat pump adoption will grow. Uh, but is there not a real threat here that we might even miss it by a, you know, a larger amount? Well, if you look historically, and I, I show some of the historical numbers, the emissions from uh, residential buildings have been flat to down a bit, probably because people are building houses with better insulation and better windows and so on. The emissions from commercial has been going up a little bit, probably because there's more commercial space coming online, uh, especially in industrial space as well. So the answer is, yeah, you could always, you're asking me what uh, my boss used to ask me about, Brian, is that an over or under number? What's your over or under number? And would you bet over or under on the number you put out? I would probably be pretty close to, to neutral, to be candid, to answer your question. I don't think it's gonna be over. I don't think it's gonna be under much. And the only way it'll change is if the government says, listen, we got to make heat pumps a key indicator uh, of what we're doing. And we've got to have somebody designated at a high level in the governments to say, we need thousands and even millions of heat pumps in the next eight years. That would be, to uh, use a, a term that I learned, a key dashboard indicator, because that's a key number that will determine what the emissions from buildings will be. Well, just for viewers and listeners, uh, the finance minister, Krista Freeland, has promised more details on what she calls real muscular industrial policy. And uh, you one can see how the manufacturer, you know, setting up or stimulating the manufacture of more heat pumps in Canada uh, could happen using federal industrial policy. And we'll be here at Energy Media, we'll be doing a fair amount of work in 2023 on what industrial policy in the clean energy space mean, means. So watch for that. Brian, thank you very much for this. We'll look forward to the fourth interview. Thanks very much, Markham. <laughs>